2: Good morning,
3: and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, Our show is all about saving money and building up wealth over the long term. Uh, Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, save aggressively and, and invest conservatively. And you, you know, you always want to start out with that, with with making sure you're putting enough money in your 401k plan, your, four, your different types of qualified plans, putting that money away every single paycheck. Uh It's called income-based savings. It lets you save up to the level of your spending of what you're earning. So if you're making thirty thousand or three hundred thousand dollars. It's actually harder at $300,000 because you don't get to, some of the tax breaks you do at $30,000 to, to build up wealth. And so it's the simplest way to become a millionaire. It's pretty much idiot-proof and, uh, if, if you stick with the program. Now, now we don't manage IR, uh, 401Ks uh, at Max savings Advisors. We manage people. When, when you retire, you come to us. And, uh Or you have an old four four hundred one k plan you want to roll over? We'll manage it for you. But we always talk about this because this is how you start. This is how you build up wealth, and this this is how you 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 are are in the world today. And so we we got a lot to talk about on the show here today. We're going to be coming to some of the, the the really major events that are happening in the world, the markets, what's going on there. Uh So let's just kind of hit it right away. Uh One of the things that – I saw a uh, a story from, uh, I think it was Meredith Whitney, and she had an interesting interesting remark. She basically – and she goes way back to 2008. uh, She said that uh, Gen Z and millennials are missing out on $21 trillion in equity by not owning a home. And uh, she claims that the avocado toast generation has been priced out of the market. I think it, when it comes to avocado, I think you know it's you know paying twenty dollars for some toast with some avocados and feta cheese on top of it, and you know rather than buying a house. And it, it, but but a young generation is 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 missing out on building up wealth. There's two great ways to build up wealth for for for, for most people. The sure thing is number one. Is of course putting your money in your your savings plan and then and buying a house. If you do those two things, you, you, most people, regardless of income, is going to have enough money to retire. And, but we priced a generation out of out of out of the 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 home build out, out of the market. And and and, and now, we interest rates have gone from about three and three quarters percent over the last two years up. They hit eight over eight eight and a quarter percent here a couple weeks ago. And, and which, is, which is extraordinary and it, it puts huge pressure on, uh, 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 on people trying to buy a house. In addition, uh, the housing prices haven't fallen as much because there's such a demand for houses and there's shortage of supply. So the question is, is, what do we do about this? And really we want to cover I, – I think there's just way too much you – know, pro- we all know all the problems in the United States today. It's plain for everybody to see, quite frankly – and, and uh, you know, we, we sometimes think people don't see them, but but they do. They just willfully ignore what they're seeing. So, what what do you do about this situation? I mean, young people can't buy houses. You know, they you know. Uh, I'm surprised how many young people tell me they won't be able to afford a house. It it, it it's disheartening. And so, what do we do about it? Well. I think we do a couple things, and I wanted to kind of touch on this today. Is number one, we have to decide, we have to make a decision as a country: do we should home ownership be an important part of a citizen of the United States of America? Now, you would know, say, well, everyone does that. China has probably a higher higher percentage of ownership of homes in the United States, so everyone. But no, that's not really true. The, the, the World Economic Forum, the Davos crowd, the new elite class, the Democratic Party, th- their philosophy is you'll own nothing and you'll love it. it, it that, that's a quote from Klaus Schwab, the, the leader of, the, of this radical group. And you'll own nothing and you'll love it. So you won't own a house. You won't own a car. You'll own nothing, but you'll be perfectly happy. So on, our, on the Republican side, I, I believe – one of the, the key tenets of, of the Republican Party should be home ownership. We want everybody to own a home, and, and, and I think this, this differentiates from us from the Democrats. The Democrats are like, no, no, everyone gets to rent a home. You'll own nothing, and you'll love it. It's going it to be great. Uh, you're like, wait, wait a minute. Nobody wants to do that. But but uh, you know it, uh, the so so you have to make a case that look. Home ownership is the most important one of the key tenants of the United States of America. So what are we going to do about it to get people in homes? So we have a couple things here. There there's the supply of homes and, and there's also the cost of the home and then there's the cost of the interest rate on the home. So so there's three things. You have to break it down. And, and the, 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 the first thing that comes about is it, it, well, interest. Interest. It's hard to control interest rates because we have inflation and out of control government spending. So they have got to control government spending. The, the, the price of the house. You could say, well, we could set housing prices, but that's kind of unAmerican. It's against the capitalist system. So the other, the easier thing is, is a couple things. You want to in- ensure that people have. Everybody has access to to a home to uh to, to the borrowing to be able to borrow at a home. So lending, they should have equal access to lending. And then the the question should be is is uh the interest rate, we, we could do something to subsidize interest rates for home ownership for first time home buyers for a certain period of time and uh and do it that way. But but the, but the bigger issue is supply. And it's like, well, we've always had a supply of homes. You know, for the last 200 years, they've been building homes. There's not, what, what happened to change the supply? And, and, and this is the interesting thing, is if you look at it, corporate, corporate America is now buying homes. They've done pretty well as an asset class, and they're going up, and homeowners are happy. So, they're like, look, we'll buy up all the homes ourselves. So, so people like Larry it BlackRock. You know, you know, a big, huge supporter of 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 Davos in the global economic forum says, well, "Look, you'll own nothing, but you'll be happy." So they'll go, "Look, we'll buy all the homes, and then we'll give lease them to everybody. They won't own the homes; we'll own the homes, but they'll be happy." Okay, so that's kind of a fundamentally anti-American, really a genuinely un-American stance. And and so, so the answer to that is a couple things. You can outlaw ownership of, of homes by corporations be, you know, they can own a couple homes if they want to have some for their staff or something, but you know, or or different types of, of special events or whatever, but you limit the number of homes they can buy. Okay. You take away all the tax benefits from corporations for owning a home. They don't get any depreciation. They don't get to deduct their interest in whatever it takes to stop these people from buying homes okay, that that's going to bring more supply in the market. It's going to reduce the price and allow young people to buy homes. Because what's happening is Larry Fink at BlackRock is sta- is stepping in front of young people and snapping up the homes and pricing them out of the market. So we have to understand, Larry Fink is a bad guy in this situation, and BlackRock is. And, and you know They, they want to be one of the biggest homeowners. You know, I, I'm not sure about that, so I'm not going to say it. But so, so So corporate, and it's not just BlackRock. There's a lot of people buying homes and putting them in. Starting funds and buying homes—that's got to come to an end. because we want ownership. The other thing that, that's out there is, essentially, uh, so remove uh, the tax advantages uh, for corporate America for buying homes. It uh, reduce the subsidies and uh, also the uh, in, in, uh, for, for rental for rental homes. Uh, and, and by that, I mean. People like the Houston uh, Housing Authority. What they're doing is they're giving out loans and they're they're letting them build apartments and different things like that, or, or subdivisions for rent. So, so what's happening is is these these big corporations and hedge funds and other people are going to, to home builders. They're going, look, we'll buy the whole subdivision out and we'll make it a rental. So what they've done is they've taken out a couple hundred homes off the market. So, young people go, Oh, look, wow, you know, we just got married, we have a child, we'd like to buy a home, they're building a subdivision down the way. They're kind of excited, they're seeing what's happening, and it's a rental subdivision. So, there's no opportunity. Get rid of the tax advantages for rental subdivisions. Uh, Okay, number three is for corporate entities, for government entities. They need to make sure that they're provide, providing help for home ownership. So, if they want to subsidize low-income housing in an area, okay, we'll do that. But either a certain percentage of the homes have to be for ownership in, in in the apartment building or the subdivision, or the whole subdivision has to be for ownership. That's where we want to subsidize. That's where we want to put them. We don't want to be giving money to people, giving them re- ridiculously low. You know, these big corporations—they're getting subsidized low interest rates that you or I aren't getting when we're buying our homes that young people aren't getting and they're getting them and they're renting out the stuff that they're making money off it. Of. That's a disgrace. And so we have to understand that has to be eliminated. The, all these housing organizations, they need to sit there and be asked, what are you doing to encourage home ownership? Again, home ownership is, is the key point. And, and, and then also uh, looking at the, uh, let me see here, the, uh, so the the other thing to, so, so what we do is is we want to get corporations out of the market, we want to get uh, housing authorities to start uh, prioritizing home ownership. And the, the other thing we want to take a look at is and B. In many places in the country, particularly nicer areas, everywhere from the Rocky Mountains to New Orleans, the homes are being snapped up by people buying being Airbnb. And so so the young people in those areas they can't afford to live there. I mean, talked to a home builder in New Mexico and he's trying to build some lower income stuff because there's people can't afford it because people are buying the homes and then they're Airbnb and out. And then people are in the neighborhood, you've got a nice subdivision, all of a sudden there's people coming in and out of subdivision all the time, Airbnb it. and so so what's happening is those homes are off the market. So again, young people can't buy their first home because the, the people bought it for Airbnb and they're Airbnb it out. And so particularly in these, you know, these ski areas and stuff, the you know, worker working people can't afford to live in these places anymore. And a lot of it is just because the price has gone up, but there's a lot of the airbnb issue going on in these places. So in that case, what you want to do is you want to reduce the tax advantage for the Airbnb. You want to start taxing the Airbnb. You want to put strict limitations in the area on the Airbnb. Uh, and you want to allow homeowners associations restrict the Airbnbs. Again, what we want to do is reduce the number of Airbnbs. If someone wants to go on a vacation, let them stay in a hotel. You know, Look, we all like to go to Airbnb and stuff, but understand we're taking away housing stock from our young people. And so I think it's important to understand that. Uh, but these, these are, we need to get corporations out of, air, out, of out of home owner ownership. We need to get housing authorities out of home rentals and into home ownership, pushing that. And we need to get the Airbnbs out. All this is going to bring additional supply in the market. Do you realize a lot of, of big home building companies that don't build a subdivision and people will come in and they're, they're buying the entire subdivision out to rent out? And this is, so, so these, we have to take concrete decisions, uh, with our legislators to sit there and make sure that, that that this stuff stops but 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 it all has to start with the idea as as, as republicans and conservatives what are our our beliefs and our beliefs should be home ownership should be one of the key tenets in the United States of America and, and, and as i said earlier there's another group of people out there the globalists the world economic they they they're like in the future no one will own anything so they're discouraging home ownership these people need to be taken on they need to be put back in their place and so again if, if, if we wanted to change start changing things we've got to start at the top we've got to, we've got to actually say hey this is what we believe in and then we have to start fighting for it to get what we want and so anyway those are some thoughts we've got some more things we're coming up here on a quick break and the max out saving show will be right back talk more about savings investments in your retirement
2: the max out saving show at Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. 339 1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages.
4: Hi, I'm Sam Malone, the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com.
3: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At MaxOutSavings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com.
0: if you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. So the next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. This is AM ten seventy, the answer.
2: Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioca.
3: Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're just talking about the importance of home ownership. And, and, and really, it's time to sit there for uh Okay, great. it's time to sit there and, and really make a decision where we really want to have home ownership or not the United States. And, and, and I think this is it's a good platform. And as we said, we want to limit corporate ownership of homes. We want to reduce the tax benefits of corporate ownership for homes. We want to force the corporations to sell their homes to individuals. We want to sit there and reduce Airbnbs. We want housing authorities should have to prioritize home ownership when they're when they're when they're trying to give out subsidized loans and different things like that. Those are the type of things we we want to see. Uh, going forward, it, 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 because there's a, a genuine shortage of homes out there, and, and I think another one also. I think after a certain period of time, individuals should should you know maybe it's two or three you know homes. After the third home, you don't get the tax advantages there either. I mean, I think you really we really have to. We don't want a uh, housing stock bought up by by the wealthy in this country and corporations. So, so basically we're peasants like they, like they lived in, in, in Europe. To be, to look, to be fair to the, to the Davos crowd and the global economic, they all come out of Europe where basically most people were serfs and owned nothing. And so that's all they know. They're, they're not Americans. They're basically, you know, European elitist. Yeah, but, but in the United States, homeownership is important. Let's take a quick call from Charles. Morning, Charles.
5: Oh, good morning, Ted. And uh, let me just say that I can't agree with you more. It's you—you've uh, it, you've definitely hit the nail on the head. I've been preaching on this stuff for probably three years. That, that the focus seems to be, at least from the media standpoint, on the interest rates, and really, it the elephant in the room is the home prices. Uh, we got young people graduating. That I mean, to, to, to go try to step into a three hundred fifty, four hundred thousand dollar home is just ridiculous. Uh, they don't make that kind of money, and neither if there was an elderly couple that wanted to purchase something, they're on fixed income. And like I said, I I, I agree with you a hundred percent on what you're saying. I think that uh, these people that want to purchase homes as investments, I, I again, I echo your sentiment. I think that. uh after the second house, I mean, if you you want to buy a vacation home, that's one thing. But after the second house, I think you get no no credit. And you know, the other thing is Ted. Back when Clinton came into being, you know that 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 uh, that exemption on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar capital gain, or if you were married, a half a million dollar. Maybe they need to be revisiting that as well, because that encouraged all of the home flipping, and that's when the prices started started to rise. And so, you know, to me, I think that the housing industry has been kind of flying under the radar, and I think it's high time them along with Hollywood. I think both of those two industries need to, when it comes to a source of tax revenue, I think those are the two industries that they need to really be taking a hard look at.
3: Yeah, and I think you want to adjust it. So, so, so when you when you want, and, and it all starts with the idea. And every con, every Republican should be saying this if they're running for office. One of my te- basic tenets in, in, of the platform is, and my belief is, home ownership is important. And I think we've let that slip away, and we need to reiterate that. We, we I mean, that's that's what we've always said: is 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 get a home. And, and again, Whitney. Uh, to, I think it's Whitney uh was uh, Meredith Whitney Meredith Whitney. You know, twenty one trillion dollars young people have left. You know, my kids are like, Dad, how can if some of them have bought homes, some of them have, how can I afford a home? And I'm like, Look, just keep, you'll be fine. We'll get you there. But, but it it it, it it's a problem out there. And, and uh, yeah. So we'll make some changes. Good call. Thank you, Charles.
5: And 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 just one last thing, if I may. Oh yeah. Current 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 homeowners who are sitting on low interest rates, they they feel trapped, too, because they can't sell because they're not going to be up at an 8% rate. So that's another consideration yeah, to think of as well.
3: Yeah, I think it is. That's a tougher one to what to do. And that's that's why I think you really go. At, I, I mean, the first thing I would do is I would go after the the, the, the corporate ownership of homes. I mean, I, right. I think that that's kind of the low-hanging fruit that yeah, everyone right. agrees with, but but we should, you know, that should be a, a key tenet of the Republican Party and the Conservatives, right at the very top. Sure. If, and that if, if some people are concerned about. It. Good, good call. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you, y'all. Yeah. Good <laughs> morning, Tom. Welcome to the Backstop Safety Show
1: morning, Ted. Hey, uh, another bit of an angle on what you're talking about, home ownership and corporate ownership. Mm -hmm. And you may already be aware of this, but I guess my observation was, you know, we just passed Proposition 4, and that got all the headlines about increasing the homestead exemption, which was terrific. But, you know, attached to that was also a a, a value cap on non-home ownership property. So to me, that's just another incentive for these corporations, you know, they can own all this stuff and and they have their value capped. So I guess my read on that is, uh, you know, not only are we trying to slow it down, but we may actually be encouraging uh, with, uh, you know, that wrinkle in Proposition 4, which isn't getting near the, the headline, you know, has the homestead exemption. is Is that a valid comment or what's your thoughts on that?
3: I mean, I think that's a good point. I mean, I, I don't think there should be any any cap it. Look, and I've heard from people that own rental property, like Ted, we're getting killed here. We need to do something, and I kind of understand that. But, but I think when it comes to individual homes themselves, I, I, I wouldn't give any cap at all to corporate ownership. I, you you really want to take away all the advantages? them. we don't want them in the market. We want individuals in. Uh, we want, when people start a family, we want them in a home, a homeowner. A person that owns a home takes care of it, that, you know, they, they've become much more responsible citizen in society. It is really the key tenet. And as I said, look, China has a very high home ownership. I mean, that's what's starting to become concerning to me is, 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 you know, it's like, how can this be happening but but they have a much higher saving rate but but i but you know i the the idea i mean like i said it's it's shocking to me that there' and there's subdivisions all over town that you know uh you know uh, some hope you know want to be linear or whoever decides to build a subdivision and uh you know some hedge fund or, or blackrock or someone comes in and and decides to buy the whole subdivision out and make it rental that's that's not doing any that's not helping anybody. It's not helping the best interest of the United States.
1: Yeah, in fact, they'll know, you know, a brand new subdivision and it's built specifically, you know, rent to or build to rent, basically, which is kind of weird. But uh, back to Proposition 4. So. Why do you, we have a Republican legislature? Why do you think they they passed Because I would think the Republicans would would be more for the for the individuals. I mean, is this a case of the lobbyists got to them, or you know, why did they do that? What was the incentive for them to add that to the Homestead exemption?
3: Uh, what happened is there's a lot of lot of. People with, with commercial property. I've had some friends of mine that actually talked to the people and, and they're like, oh no, we're, you know, my taxes are going up so much on my property, you know, that they, 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 you know, they're renting it out and they're concerned. And that's what they're saying. I mean, I, again, I think you could put limits on it. So if someone has one house or something, but, but, but I, I, I do think, uh, you want to really encourage corporations, uh, and, uh, to really be selling their property, we don't want them owning. I mean, uh, when it we we want uh, when, when it comes to homes, it, they, they shouldn't get it because we really need them out of the market. I mean, there's a true shortage of homes for young people out there.
1: Yeah, well, I 100 percent agree with you, but I, you know, I wanted to float that one about Proposition Four at you. So thanks for I the. I'm glad you brought that up because I'd
3: forgotten about that, Tom. Thank
1: you. Okay, uh, thank you. Bye.
3: That, that, it, that's what they you know they did something to try to control the the tax. Taxes because home home prices have skyrocketed, and and, and you know they, of course they've been very aggressive, remarkably aggressive. And we sold some property a year or two back, and it was pretty much close to the the valuation uh, of the taxes. And, and, and so that you know, they, they, and I've seen a couple of things where I think they're coming in real close to right where the prices are. The, you know, they've been so aggressive in raising up the 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 property values, computer with Zillow and all this other stuff out there. Uh, and, 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 and it's causing property taxes to go up, and, and so this this is an issue. We're just going to have to deal with it. And you know, one way to do is cut spending. But anyway, so so, that, so that's the big thing. We wanted to really touch on that, touch base on that today. Interesting. You know, I watched some of the debates. Uh, Vinnick really, I, I think he made a great. Republican debate. Really great points about uh the Republican Party needs to straighten up and in, and in, in, uh you know, like Rona Mc, or McDaniel. I think look, I don't think she's done a horrible job, but I really think you need a very, very tough person, a Lee Atwater type of person. I you know I, I mean I mean just talking to a friend of mine said we you know they need someone like George Bush's Lee Atwater to get in here that could that really could lead a charge in in and because we're being outflanked continuously. I mean, Lee Hatt wasn't perfect, but but he 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 got the job done. And to be losing the, this midterm election like we did, with record inflation, two wars spiraling de- deficits, uh, out-of-control government spending, collapse of the borders, and for to be losing elections is truly extraordinary. And, if we we, we, we got to play to win, and, and, and if this doesn't change, we're going to lose the next election coming up. It, and so I think Rona needs to step aside. Um, she's done a good job for a while, raised a lot of money, but... It, it's not. I think the issue. We, look, you got to play to win. I mean, this is like this is like football or war. I mean, you have to sit there and strategically plan it out. And look, I mean, in Ohio, in these places, you know, they make abortion a big issue. Well, you have got to come up with an alternative very quickly. To sit there and, and, and argue your case, and you've got to be a street fighter to sit there and take these people on. They, they're very tough. They're very smart. And they they raise – they have hugely rich backers behind them. I think the conservatives will will donate money, but no one wants to donate money to the Republican Party to give to a bunch of rhinos. And so all of these things make a difference. I mean, as we talk about home ownership, the the Democrats do not believe – they do not believe in home ownership. They'll tell you they do, but look at all their policies. None of them say they do, so this is a good issue. Uh, a couple other things, you know. So, so we're uh, the looking at the. Uh, let me see here. What else do we have here? The, you know, if we're coming up onto the election in, in uh, which is going to be next year, and, and we're seeing some real interesting things. The Democrats appear to be kind of trying to clear the decks for the election. I mean, I, I don't know who is who came up with the idea that we're going to sit there and. And do uh, no debt ceiling so they have unlimited spending until after the election. All that did was give the Democrats an unlimited budget to spend as much as they want as they can sneak through Congress to hold the economy up before the election. Uh, We we talked a week or so back about Gavin Newsom going to, 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 to China. We're like, look, there's something suspicious here. Uh, why is the president of China meeting some of the governor of California? He won't even sit there and meet our secretary of state. And, and sure enough, you know, a, couple, a week or two later, uh, Biden is is going to meet meet uh, Xi Jinping in, in California. Uh, why this is important is what are they doing? What type of deals are they making so they can get through the election? Uh, I, I think Gavin Newsom is working with. Biden. I think Biden's going to step aside uh, eventually, and Gavin Newsom's going to go in there. Uh, I mean, I, I hear people get that Biden's going to run. I mean, I don't. I, I would be utterly shocked uh, if, if 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 he's if he's on the ballot next year. Uh, he's clearly mentally incapable. But you know. If, if you're Gavin Newsom, you want everyone to think he's going to be there, and then the last minute you step up because Kamala clearly can't do it, and, and so this is something to watch. And so, so the question is, what's going on behind the scenes? And there really appears to be a number of things going on behind the scenes, and they're trying to lay the groundwork for 2024. And this has got—they're going to try to keep the economy. They have got these huge pools of money they can spend. You know, they they had the, they they got the. Uh, Wipe out inflation deal with about 370 billion dollars worth of green energy money, which they're throwing around. They've got uh, they they got the uh, 870 billion dollar infrastructure program. They they've got the war in the Ukraine, and you know all that money really, quite frankly, just goes to weapons production in the United States to boost the economy here. They've got you know now, of course the Israeli war, which has turned into a disaster, but. Uh, you know, the huge amounts of armaments are coming over there, so that's more spending. Uh and, and then they still have there's still tens of billions of dollars of, of, of COVID money that was unspent. They what what a lot of people don't understand is so many of these bills—the COVID bill, the infrastructure bill, the the, the semiconductor uh, emergency—you know—to build out the semiconductor plants bill, the the, the inf- beat inflation now, which is a green new deal. These are—it had trillions of dollars of spending, and it it was almost like slush funds, and a lot of it was you know two hundred uh, you know it was twenty billion dollars to for green uh, new deals. To help industry in the United States, or to help people in the United, States. well, it's kind of almost like a slush fund, so they could move around into different areas. And this is why our budget deficit is about eight, six to eight percent of GDP right now, it, 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 and so enormous spending. The spending levels percent of GDP are close to World War II levels. This is with a good economy. I mean, what what is you know? I, I saw our debt's going to go from thirty three to uh, uh, to fifty trillion dollars. In, by by by, uh, twenty thirty three ten years, according to the CBOE, uh, uh, the Congressional Budget Office, and, and, and but I, I promise you, they didn't really factor in a, co- a collapse of the dollar. They didn't factor in a, a major recession or anything else, because if those things happen, that budget deficit utterly just goes, you know, straight up in, 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 uh, in, into just hyperinflation, and, and, and so. So right now, there's a lot of spending coming at it. Underneath it, uh, we're seeing, uh, well, you know, weak markets, strangely across many areas, with one exception, which is the, the the kind of the Nifty, you know, the Nifty seven or eight in the S and P five hundred. And I tell you, we're, we're coming up here on a quick break. Uh, and I want to cover that because there's some interesting things happening in the market that maybe are painting a picture that really isn't there. So we'll, we'll be right back right here on the Max Up Saving Show.
1: you hey, business your front news? Broad country on Delta Blues Tell your truth however you choose And put all for the sake of the song Yeah, it's bus riding, rental cars Living in loose coffee houses, running bars Ten thousand people all over the stars It's all for the sake of the song
2: if you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone, the owner
4: of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics at 512 new media we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos and if you want to show off your business from the air we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft let us help you create your media message
3: If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to maxoutsavings.com to set up an appointment. That's maxoutsavings.com.
0: If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. So the next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. This is AM
2: 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Giocco.
3: Welcome back to the Max Health Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. You can give us a call, 713-339-1070. Oh, talking, looking at the markets, and and it's interesting. If you look at the, at the S&P 500, it, it's up year-to-date, and it's had a pretty good run the last two weeks. And so we'd go, wow, this is looking good. Uh, you know, <clears throat> things seem to be doing better, and – but if you analyze it underneath it, uh, the it, it's all in just seven stocks. And, and and one way to look at that is 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 if you look at the the S and P five hundred, uh, the equal weight uh, on the on the chart. Let me see if i can pull that up here. Uh, there it is. W. It it, it, it it tells a different story. So if if I look at the S and P five hundred. It's looking like it's a break. In the last two weeks, it was it was going down, 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 hitting lows, and all of a sudden, magically, there was a huge rally, and it shot up, and it went up above the October, mid-October highs, and it looks like it's breaking out, and everything's great. But if I look at the at the equal weight, which is the S and P five hundred is weighted on market capitalization, well, if I look at that. That is a different story. That is is still below the October low, and, it, and it's it was it's just barely as of it was below the, the June low, but it, but it kind of came back at the last minute to try to push it up some as well. And if you look at the, the at the at the Russell two thousand, the, the same type of thing. The Russell two thousand is below the, the June lows, so it, it really comes down is it's just the S and P five hundred. So it's like. Well, why is the S&P 500 doing so well? It's market cap weighted, and it's in seven stocks. It's Apple, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Meta, uh, NVIDIA, Tesla. And those stocks are are, are still at at very high levels. And so if you look at a number of the tech stocks, they're actually higher than they were at the peak on a couple of them at the peak at the end of 2000 in, 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 in 21. Okay. But, but if you look at the interest rates, interest rates during that time have gone from one and a half percent on the 10 year up to 4.6%, a 200% increase. Interest rates almost tripled, uh, which, which, which those are the high PE stocks. So in theory, they should have gone down it in, and looking at the different stocks, if you look at Apple and Amazon and Microsoft, for instance, they right now account for about 14.5% of the S&P 500. And if you include the other ones, they're, you know, 25 30% of the whole index is these stocks. And so what appears to be happening is, is, is a couple things. There are seven stocks that are making up the biggest part of the S&P 500. They have big stock buyback programs, and what we're hearing is is that there was a lot of people short these stocks, and, and 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 there was there was a huge amount of call buying on them, which which started pushing them up and caused a massive short squeeze. And so, the, so, and, and so, these stocks went shooting up. So if we look at the averages, and wow, this is the, this is why you're hearing all this talk of a new bull market. Wow, this is great. We're starting out a new bull market, and, and but. Uh, at the start of a bull market the thing the thing that that really really shows you it's a new bull market is in in in, in, in it was an eighty three eighty 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 two uh, uh, all these these bull markets you it's it's a huge move up. On on high volume in high in, in the breath increases, which means everything goes surging up, and, and you start seeing break. And that's not what you're seeing. You're seeing these seven stocks going up, and you go, "Wow, new bull market!" But then the other 593 stocks, they're they're not really going anywhere. And so this is this is one of the 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 things that that, that that's so interesting about this market is the uh, is that. That, that it's really not being confirmed by by numerous uh, other other uh, things you're looking at. If you look at the at the Russell at the at the Russell 2000, it's basically hasn't gone anywhere since since, since May of, of 22. Near the bottom in October at the bottom of 22, it's still there. And if you look at the uh, you know if you look at the, at that, it's it's basically I think down here to date. And if you look at the equal weight of the s and p five hundred you're you're seeing the same thing uh, and, and and so what we're seeing is 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 there's just there's there's so much uh demand you know so much people just really want to try to get into the market and they're looking for a new bull market it but it's not there and that, that's the thing you have to understand we're not seeing that. Uh, at all. If, if you look at that, the, the S&P 500 equal weight, it's the same type of thing. It's, it's looking at year to date, it's let's see, it's about even. It's even to down. I don't have the exact number with me. But so, so it, again, it's this seven small, seven stocks. It, 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 if you look at bubbles, one of the things that, that the hallmarks of a bubble is, is it becomes narrower, narrower, and narrower narrow as it goes up. And things start falling away. And that's what appears to be happening with, with, with these big cap stocks. Uh, you know, the, the question is, is how does this play out? But it's, it's not being confirmed by, by a number of things out there. If you look at the, at the 10-year treasury, it's you know, it had, it's had a, a drop. Interest rates dropped off. It, 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 and so everybody shifted. It, it caused this, this, this kind of short squeeze in that sector. But you know, I, I'll go back to I'll go back to what I said at the end of of of, of twenty two, at the end of of twenty one, at the beginning of twenty two, interest rates were one point five percent. Uh, right now, they're at 4.6% after hitting five. That's an utterly different world. And if you look at it, the inflation is still there. It's still getting up. If you look at the velocity of money, it's starting to climb up as well. And if you listen to the Fed, they're like, look, we're not cutting rates here next week, and we're going to sit and watch this thing. Uh, it, it, you know, that, that's not saying that rates are going back to 1.5%. Rates don't go back to 1.5% when you're fighting two wars. Actually, three wars. We got a war with the Ukraine and Russia. We, we're now going to spend tens of billions of dollars and whatever it takes to support Israel, which I think everyone agrees on. That we're also engaged in in, in a war with China, and, and then we, 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 we just spent three hundred and seventy billion dollars on the Green New Deal on the on the climate change war that you know that uh, that they. Invented in their heads, and, and, and wartime economies are not marked by low inflation and low and zero interest rates. And so it's a different world. And so I, I think you want to still what we've talked about is have that defensive program in place, higher levels of cash, uh, uh, higher levels of of, of 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 treasuries. You know, treasuries. Uh, that, you know, you get over five percent in Treasuries. Uh, the precious metals sector has corrected in here some recently, but but if you look at it, it it's still doing well. It, it's it's outperforming as interest rates went up and the dollar went up. It's outperformed. It, it's had a bad week this week, but 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 it continues to go higher uh, because people are, are 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 sensing something is going badly wrong with the financial system, and so we we, we still think we're going to see a move in that sector. Uh, next year, into this year and next year as well, uh, and, and we have a, a drop in oil prices too, uh, which is, is oil is back down to seventy five dollars. But but if you look at it, you know, well seventy seven and some change. If you look at it, we're still looking at shortage of the what? Look, the Middle East. We could wake up tomorrow. And, and, and another country has come in against Israel, or there's been an attack on the oil fields, or or something else. If you look what they're saying about Iran, they're being they're being strangely quiet about what they're saying about Iran. But if you look, what they just passed a, a bill in Congress, basically almost declaring war on on Iran. And they've moved an awful lot of, I mean, an enormous amount of firepower has moved into the Middle East. I mean, if you look at at the number of ships, planes, they're not telling you about the submarines. I mean, some of these things, some of the numbers I see on the numbers of of C-130, C-5A, these big uh, freight transport planes are just pouring in into Europe in the Middle East right now. And, and so something's clearly going on. And, and so oil, I, I think oil is is going to sit there and... and, and move higher. And, and what we've talked about oil is, look, oil companies make a lot of money at $75 a barrel for oil. And, and so I, I think that continues to be a better sector. Uh, we're starting to look at other areas because there's are so many stocks that are just bombed out out there. We're starting to look at some of these 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 stocks and we're going to be analyzing them into in the year end. Uh, but, but if you look, it's, it's really remarkable how many sectors so – like we talked about the, you know, the Russell 2000, the, the NYA, which is the New York composite. Again, you're not seeing the, the – the, 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 uh, it, it's having a bad year, which – the NYA, that's a much broader indicator with a lot more stocks in it. it and It's basically the same, same type of situation. It, it's up just a little bit, barely up at all. Uh, if you're interesting, the the clean energy stocks have just been blown up across the board out there. Uh, if, look at if if you look at uh, one of the uh, the big uh, uh, the big lithium manufacturers, Albemar is just it's gone from about three hundred twenty dollars last year to one hundred and seventeen today. You know, we're kind of looking at some of these type of if you look at the cars, they're not selling the electric cars. I mean, we're really starting to see a failure in many areas of of these green projects are starting to fail out there. And so underneath all this, there's a lot of not good things happening out there. And and so that's going to create opportunities, but but until we get a better idea of of how things are going to shake out or until we get better valuations, uh, You know, I was looking at Apple. I think Apple's earnings are about 30 times earnings. I I, I forgot the number. It was either 14 or 20 times earnings the last 10 years. Why would it be at such high earnings now with higher interest rates? And quite frankly, they have a lot of problems in China and elsewhere. And and their their new phone isn't doing that well. Again, when you have big stock buyback programs and you use and, and groups are using options. Uh, call options to try to force shorts to cover and they're pushing up and squeezing these these areas that, that it's I'm not sure if that's a real market they're trying to make you think everything is great it's not out there there's a lot of problems and if you dig underneath this market there's a lot of warning signs and so I think continue the strategy that's going on interesting one of the things that's starting to come out is is China is flooding the world with with their economy is not doing well right now, and they're getting pretty desperate. So they're flooding the world with, with products all over the world right now. One of the areas is solar solar panels. They're flooding the world with solar panels, and it, it's hurting the European and American solar panels. Particularly in Europe, they're having a lot of problems over there. And, you know, the, uh, uh, the, in other areas, it, the same thing with, with, with electric cars. they are going to flood the world with electric cars because China's desperate to keep their economy going and so that's pushing down things and it's going to reduce earnings over time across the board and so we you know we'll see what happens with this meeting with Xi Jinping. I mean there's something going on behind the scenes out there you know this market ran up the last two weeks it's almost like something not good is going to happen at the end of the day on Friday. I think it was after the close I wasn't it was right near the close or right after the close. Moody's put the United States on on credit watch for possible downgrade uh with negative they could possibly downgrade them. And, and we're still got uh budget battles coming up there and you could have a government shutdown and the U.S. could get downgraded there. And, and, and so there's just there's a lot of things happening out there that 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 again requires uh a different type of thinking. And 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 I, I think I think it's important to kind of continue to watch that. We're, we're gonna watch that uh and, and see what happens the 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 other thing is is interest rate. I think law, We talked about housing at the beginning of the show and the importance of 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 the, the Republicans and the conservatives. They're one of their number one platforms. It's not the number one should be home ownership is is paramount and is the key to the United States of america and i think it's it 's a great tactic to, to 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 because people need home young people are not getting uh, they 're losing out they 're losing out wealth building in the home market because they can 't afford it and 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 one of the ways to do it is get rates lower. I think mortgage rates when I said eight percent i think they 're going to continue to kind of work down mortgage rates have been much higher. long-term interest rate, the spread between the two has been much higher. I think that's going to come in some, you'll see some lower rates going forward. So uh, coming up here at the end of the show, uh, if you've got any questions or comments, you can always email us at go to maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment with me. I'll sit down with you and show you how we manage money at Maxout Savings Advisors. We're here in Houston, Texas. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. And by the way, we're coming out with another Max Up Savings Report. We send these reports out free, talking about all these big issues. Free helping you for retirement, understanding the world today. It's completely free. It's the Max Up Savings Report. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for free report. We're not going to call you. We're not going to bother. We're just going to send the report once a month. So if you need some help, go to our website. Until then, remember our motto in Floppy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. I hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll see you next week here on the Max Up Savings Show.